Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are in the world. Very quickly before we get into everything, as always, thank you so, so much to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join them, become a patron, join our wonderful WhatsApp group. You can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press, get extra episodes of the podcast, get early access to the podcast as well. So a big thank you to all of our patrons who make all of this possible. All right, so before I bring Andy on, I wanted to bring Fat Tall T, a.k.a. Luke. Or is it the reverse? I don't know. I think more people know him by Fat Tall T and not Luke. So he and I discussed the sporting director situation. Then Andy and I, we discussed Roma's victory in the Europa League and preview Monday's match against Milan. Now... We recorded that part yesterday, and there are a few references to Gianluca Mancini potentially missing the match, but obviously the news came out today that he had a false positive, and he will be available for Monday's match against the Rosso Neri. So please keep that in mind. All right, let me bring Fat Taltian now as he and I discuss the sporting director situation, and then Andy and I discuss Europa League and Monday's clash against Milan. All right, so very excited to welcome Luke back onto the podcast for the second time. So Luke, let's get to the sporting director situation because I know this is something that you've been very outspoken about. So Roma, they've been heavily linked over the last two weeks with Hamburg sporting director Jonas Bolt. Now, whether or not it ultimately happens remains to be seen, but I see a lot of people when it comes to Luis Campos, Ragnick, they're making the automatic comparison to Monchi, which... This entire time, I have said, is entirely unfair. Entirely unfair. So, do you want the traditional setup? And you agree with Freakin in the sense that you sort of want it like Juve, right? You have your sporting director, you have your general director, you have your CEO essentially working in unison together, rowing in the same direction. Or you want somebody like Ragnick, you want somebody like Monchi, who essentially is the figurehead of your entire sporting project. It depends really on who it would be because like with Ranyuk, um, I wouldn't be opposed to him having a lot of power because we've seen what he can do with that much power with the way he's reshaped Leipzig and how we did it before at Hoffenheim. So for someone with the experience and potentially the, the knowledge of what it takes to do several roles, I, w- I wouldn't mind him doing that. But other sporting directors to take that role, like with Campos, I'm not so sure on him just because I like his philosophy with buying cheap, developing talents and his work at Lille and Monaco is was very impressive. But my, my biggest issue with him is that he owns a he set up like a scouting company and that's what I believe uh, Lil's owner employs. I believe the contracts with the company. So if he was to like leave Lil now, he hasn't built anything sustainable at Lil because they'll lose his connections, his uh, network, his scouts. So that's the one thing why I'm not so keen on Campos because if he did come to Roma, I wouldn't want I want the club to build their own scouting network, something that will last at the club for decades. Like like we've seen what Monkey Monty built at Sevilla, but they how how reliant he he is on that system because you saw when he comes to us, it all falls apart for him. So I'm I'm not totally focused on the 
individual themselves i'm more interested in them and i want someone that's able to build a scouting network a system at roma that we then can rely on for decades how do you view who the next sporting director should be? Because, I, again, when that Bolt news came out, it was not taken very greatly. A lot of people were very unexcited by the name, and I can't blame them for that. Is that how you felt? Yeah, it was very surprising to see his name pop up linked with the sporting director job because even I hadn't heard anything about him. But, as you said, a quick Google search and going through some articles and reading about him, he's a profile that intrigued me just for the his story and his past what he's done is when he worked at Leverkusen and and you could, I can see why they'd potentially be interested in him because when he was younger he was at quite a young age he was given the uh, responsibility of managing a Leverkusen scouting system and I believe they also used him to digitalize a lot of their scouting reports and advance it technologically in the mid-2000s. He's got experience in running a fairly big club scouting network, which has found many talents over the last decade. So I don't think, as people are saying, in the fact of him being a sporting director, yeah, maybe he lacks experience because he only had one year at Leverkusen and then he's only had one and a half seasons at Hamburg. But if the club is looking for someone to lead a scouting system build something he's been doing that for 10 years at Leverkusen so in that manner he is very good option out of what's out there okay Andy let's just jump right into it the Europa League returns Roma playing on these magical Thursday evenings what did you make of it did anything stand out to you obviously I would think most agree that first half the first 45 minutes in particular were very boring and appealing for me they pretty much embodied everything I dislike about the Europa League I'm not a fan of it whatsoever however given Roma's financial situation it's abundantly clear and obvious that they have to take the competition serious but the first 45 minutes obviously not great whatsoever Fonseca in the second half we don't have to discuss his confusing substitutions or lack thereof because it was very clear something was not working it was disjointed so he brings on a number of his first choice players in the second half and really essentially everything changes from there and they go on to grab the victory did anything stand out to you other than the pretty dreadful 45 minutes for me not a a great amount of talking points however I did see that one of the most discussed topic seemed to be Borja Mayoral, who really did not get in the match much, really hardly at all, zero service. He was essentially anonymous for the majority of his 59 minutes on the pitch. But beyond that, I mean, was there anything else that stood out to you? Well, as you just said, you know, you, you, you as a Roma fan, you find yourself sometimes sitting a, uh, on a Thursday night watching a game that is being played on an artificial ground against Swiss postal workers. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? The quote from, uh, from Humphrey Bogart's character in Casablanca comes to mind when he says, of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yes. what I think to myself when I, I find myself watching a game like that because I'm like, of all the teams in the world that I could have been watching, that I could have been a fan of, I chose Roma, or rather, Roma chose me, and mm. um, and it becomes it's it, you know it's these games, 
I can, uh, I don't even want to, uh, you know, get into the point of view of a neutral fan watching a game like that. Because that must have been dreadful if you were a neutral. <laughs> that immediately makes you, you know, Rick reconsider many things in life. But it was, it was, it was a game of, of, um, you know, a, a very low tempo game, a game that you played with, I guess, minimal effort, um, a game that where some players got rested. Others got a chance to perform. As you said, Borja Mayoral, I believe, had no service. I don't recall no, no, uh, a single no. a single touch that he had, um, which is an unfortunate. You know, it's it's not completely his fault. I could see he was trying to do things that Jeko does. Uh, I could see him going up to the middle of the pitch and, and trying to battle for, for headers, um, which is, I guess, is not his thing but but uh, you know the lack of service was just it was too much you know for me not to notice that he had zero impact on the game um i think uh, vr also i thought that th this was this would be the game for him to you know stop tweeting uh, or posting drake, drake quotes lyrics. and um <laughs> exactly and uh, and instead he you know he went out uh, out of the pitch at the 59th minute, um, pretty quietly, nothing, nothing really exciting coming from him, which was a shame because I think this was such a, this is a, this was a, a typical Europa League game in this for Roma in the sense that in all the years where we've played Europa League games, I can't recall a single Europa League game that was exciting. I mean, even <laughs> even the yeah, games where even the games where we won like 4-0 or you know, even in the year of Spalletti, there wasn't a single Europa League game that made it exciting. Right. Um and yeah, and this this is it. This is, you know, this is the competition at this stage. This is the way Roma are probably uh, in, in probably intend to play, you know, with with low energy, um, low effort. It was all. Oh, again, I forgot to even add that we had the pleasure of seeing an out of shape Juan Jesus for mm, the first time in over what, a year. Oh my gosh, the return! Uh, the return. I, you know, it, it that to me, for me, that is probably the biggest talking point of all in this boring game, is that he goes from being numerously shoved uh, onto the stands for not being professional enough. Um, for not being uh, a, a good teammate, I guess, or a, a significant part of the locker room and a significant player, um, whatever that may mean, to starting a game in the Europa League, um, which I guess now in hindsight, when you realize that Mancini uh, was unavailable, you started to think, okay, maybe Ibanez needed a, an extra rest before the games that await him. But um, just... That was, you know, when you start off a game with with that backline, uh, it, it it drains everything that you have as a fan, and um, yeah, it just wasn't a very exciting game. Good result. It, it's nice to know that the starters can make an impact against a team of of Swiss postal workers. But um, yeah, it's 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 a game that you win and that you really forget because there wasn't anything remotely useful going forward from this game. I don't think we're going to draw any significant conclusions from it because if, if we're being quite honest, I don't know about you, but I think that was probably the most difficult 
group match that they had in store, right? Yeah, definitely. They won, and... Young boys are always uh, uh, very, very difficult. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> anyway, Monday, Milan awaits. So we got word earlier today that defender Gianluca Mancini tested positive for COVID. So he will be out, although he will retest again tomorrow. And I guess we could keep our fingers crossed that they were false positives, which is something we've been seeing fairly routinely, not only in the city, but throughout Europe. Roma will also be without Chris Smalling, who's dealing with this knee sprain. So having watched Roma sort of temporarily revert back to this 4-2-3-1, I have to tell you, I don't like it. I think they play significantly worse, and I think they find it much more difficult to create anything in attack. This Roma, Andy, if you look, I mean, if we want to count the little table, as we call it, against Verona, they haven't lost yet. Right? So you would think that we would all be positive, <laughs> no? Well, if you're looking for optimism in me, then it, you probably haven't learned a single thing oh, since we've okay. been, so you've I been know doing this. With this no, no, but, but listen, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me try and, 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 and say this. Okay, um, this Roma is more than capable, I think, of getting a result, okay? This, this is a team... That yes, they may not play exciting tiki taka football, and and they may not be the ideal attacking side. They may not be the greatest defense in the world. Um, the midfield definitely needs work. You have some very questionable players at disposal, but it is still a team that has showed that they can play to win. Um, that they can play to secure a result. And um, and then you look at the other side and you look at this Milan team that are riding on an extreme high. Uh, this is a team that is, is flying high, cruising by with, with Pioli. Pioli is... Is is the new Arrigo Sacchi? This this I guy. Um, I I can't believe that he's still pulling this off. It's it's you know big credit to him because they they are so in such a good moment both internally and externally. Yes. The media the media are painting them as you know the new force to be reckoned with. They are sitting on top of the table. Inside the locker room, they all seem to get along very well. Zlatan is is uh, older than my gr dead grandfather god bless him <laughs> but but he's still there playing and 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 just dominating and making a difference and they have some exciting prospects Chalanoglu is not going to be available Rebic is out with the shoulder injury um i forget who else is not at disposal but whatever it is this team is in a very good moment so the scenarios are two either you win this and you you know you you pull off an upset, okay? It is because the the these guys have been unstoppable for the last few months. I know they've been uh, they they played that ridiculous game in Portugal where they went to like fourteen penalties or yes. something like that. Remember that game? Jesus, that was that's another highlight that for was the very Europa entertaining League. Of, <laughs> that was like death by one thousand paper cuts. That penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, even as a neutral, that was painful. But anyway, w w they and they went into the derby and boom, they had it. They they put Antonio Conte into a sack and then they took baseball bats and they beat him um, in that sack. And then they rolled him off a cliff. Um, so they go into this game thinking, 
let's let's end these guys. You know, if we can do this. And but at the same time, Roma have all the reasons to think the same way. Um, you know, in in the league, they've come off decent results. Maybe not beautiful games to look at, but decent results. If they can make, if they can get a win out of this, I think it's a statement. I think it's it's important for the team, and I think it it it, it would set the record straight as to what the worth of this team is. Definitely not a team that can aspire to trophies this year. But I think all in all, it is still a quality side that can battle for for the limited objectives it set out at the beginning of. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The season. Frankly, I, I, I even believe that a draw would be a pretty good result. It's difficult to really, and I think the more matches that we play, I, I think at least from my perspective or my feelings are, it, it's really getting difficult to understand really what this season is. We've talked about, is this year zero? Is this year negative one where... You have new ownership, you have a manager that has a contract, which is up next summer, and you have a lot of older players in the attack. Pedro, Mkhitaryan, Dzeko. These are all very good players. But part of me, I am getting very excited watching them gain these results. Yesterday's match, rainy evening in Switzerland, for them to win yesterday, I think is actually a big step forward. Now, again, we're not going to draw massive conclusions from the match itself, but you and I talk about it all the time from a character, from a from just a mentality standpoint. The fact that they're able to win a match like that, I think is extremely positive. Mm-hmm. However, it's just difficult for me as the season progresses. It's still hard to understand. And maybe this is some maybe this has a lot to do with us not hearing ever from Dan or Ryan Friedkin because we don't know what their vision is. We don't know what they Mm -hmm. plan on doing next summer in the transfer market. We don't know what they plan on doing with Fonseca's contract. I guess in a way, and this is going to sound harsh, but it's hard for me to see like what beyond this season, like where are we going? What is the objective in all of this? What is the vision? This is something I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. We haven't heard from freaking at all. They don't speak, so they're not going to tell us. Roma have been doing very, very well. They have a lot of good young players to be excited about. So I guess I would like to know from your perspective, how how do you view the season as it is progressing? You know, I'm 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 living now day by day and this is me personally speaking is that um this this current situation is is difficult to ignore when when speaking even about sport. This situation is 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 you know has its ups and downs and um and basically changes from day to day. So I think I I, I as a fan of the game I would approach this season uh also day by day. Okay, let's put it <laughs> let's put it this way. I'm a bit speechless, but let's put it this way. You lose you lose Calafiori for COVID. You lose uh, Mancini for COVID. What what are the other signs that may indicate that you 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 may lose some other valuable pieces as you go along and the signs are all there this is a season that i think it would be a miracle if if we even managed to to get halfway through it um, oh, i completely it, agree to me that prevents immediately prevents whatever 
imaginations and considerations I have for the future because this season is 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 goes against the definition of long term. This season automatically prevents any sort of uh, looking forward to something because you don't you just don't know. And 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 this is a world where uh, a a really powerful and an intimidating team like like Juve or Inter for 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 example are completely decimated um with 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 numbers of positive players that have covid and um teams like even Milan who have experienced this Genoa, uh, Sampdoria, this is going to be uh, a race for, you know, it's the survival of the fittest. And I just, that immediately tells me, you know, I can't, I can't make judgments based on this season. To me, this season is is an anomaly and um, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to establish some kind of order as to what the priorities are, what the objectives are. I want to finish fourth. Right, I want to get Champions League football, but I don't know what the chances of that are. I think the chances of ending this season are very, very slim. I, it's, 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 it's difficult to say. Um, I will say though that I agree with you is that we have a team at our disposal that is a mix of a bit of everything. Right, I mean, just the fact that you're playing with Chris, with uh, Mirante as your starting goalkeeper. Is weird. It's it 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 gives it gives a, a mixed vibe to to the team, in my opinion. When I see that the goalkeeper that you you made a huge effort to bring in with Paulo Lopez, who spent considerable amount of money, it, he was the first guy that that uh, Petraki went after as soon as he came here, um, and then he is remoted to the bench. Uh, for this new season and you have a 37 year old goalkeeper who's really not even that great of a goalkeeper it's just that he's good he's okay he's decent but he becomes their starting goalkeeper and um it, that to me sends all kinds of mi- mixed messages the, the 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 mixture of of young players and older players and 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 just the fact that this team i think lacks balance in a lot of ways they have quality i just don't think that there is the right balance of everything to to for it to be successful truly successful and um and that's how i approach the season just as just as the team is it's it's a, a season without any balance with without any sort of long term options because it's a, it's just a day by day experience yeah, that's actually a great point that you bring up because it almost feels like this season can just end at the snap of a finger with all of these positive tests happening. And we are starting to see a bit of an uptick here in positive cases. So maybe you, maybe I am feeling this way only because I am somewhat feeling that the season will be, it would be a miracle, as you just said, if we managed to actually complete the season, not only successfully, but on time it's difficult or or even unfair to expect a club like Roma to have a long-term plan when there is really no guarantee that there will even be football in three, four, five, six months. I mean, John, we were were here not so long ago talking about how the Friedkin deal, you know, could have failed due to the circumstances. It was, you were on the verge of saying that the deal was, was, was not happening. I think even Friedkin, if you got them in a room and you weren't recording, I'm sure they would even say we didn't think it would happen. Okay, 
I'm going to stop being a downer. Let's talk about Monday's match. Now, you, you are famously pessimistic, okay? Famously. <laughs> and when I'm the more optimistic one of the two, I don't know what that says. It, it, it is difficult to get a, a sense of this match, okay? Because even when Roma have been playing very poorly, Andy, they've still been getting results, which is, that hasn't been the case. If there's anything that we can praise Fonseca about it, the fact that he's been getting these results in circumstances that they would typically would not get them. And even, okay, even the match against Udinese, they play terrible, but they pull it completely out of their ass thanks to a great goal from Pedro. Fonseca he is getting extremely positive results they have managed at least this season we don't have to go into the last season but it feels like that they have been able when challenged they have been able to pull something and get results so i think we have to at least factor that in coming into the match against milan who are punching above their weight but i still feel like that this roma has something that others perhaps lacked now again very very early but i am just saying early on the signs are extremely positive and i don't know how anybody can deny that the the, the proof is in the results even when they play poorly andy they are getting positive results yeah and and that's that's why i will predict that I I would expect something along the lines of of uh, of a draw, um, a a gritty, hard fought draw. Um, I think Roma, on an individual level, have much superior players, or at least players that are in a much better moment. I mean, I'm looking at Spinazzola, who is become basically our go to guy, and it's unbelievable, uh, Re it, renewed. Seriously, what what he does, what he every time he gets the ball, he becomes he's dangerous. He, every time he gets into the opponent's half, there is not a single time that he loses possession or uh, does something that does not result in a dangerous situation for the uh, for for us for for the opponent in the opponent's half. And every time he's he's near the ball. He makes something happen. And then you look at uh, Pedro. Again, a guy who is also in an inc playing incredible football. Um, I'm looking at Mkhitaryan, who, despite missing everything that he could have missed in all of his life, he's still pulling assists out of the bag. It's, could it's you imagine one if he had bagged all those other. opportunities? His statistics would be unbelievable. Yeah. I, I know, and it's and it that that's that's what I'm referring to as uh, when I'm talking about individual uh, level is that Roma are riding on an equally good high um, on an individual level. Now, as a collective unit, their football is is rather questionable, uh, and I think that Milan are much better in that department. They've developed key dynamics under Pioli. It's it's a team that moves differently it's it's a whole other animal it's 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 a team that plays like a team um especially in possession roma instead are are seem to be very good now at counter-attacking football so i think those two things balance out and that makes me think that even despite i would probably give milan the edge because they're just such in such a divine moment everybody's talking about them it's not just that they're getting results it's just the whole energy around them is positive and so i give them the edge but i also think that all in all i could see a draw taking place 
That is exactly how I feel. If this one is lining up for a draw. That'd be a fantastic result, no? Yeah. Yeah, considering all the circumstances, it is it would be definitely a, a positive and um and it would also be another sort of uh statement for Fonseca to keep his job that is he's handling uh, things uh, spectacularly well, I think all things considered because of what he is dealing with right now we discussed it on the other episode so i won't get into it too deeply but he is dealing with no sporting director he is dealing with a lot of injuries he is dealing with being a bit shorthanded in some of the roles that he wanted the club to reinforce in the transfer window so i think he does have a lot working against him and i again i i i don't like the fact that we've been or that he has been not necessarily you and i i just don't like the fact that he has come under discussion because if we just take it in its entirety, Paolo Fonseca has done well at Roma, right? Yeah, it, and and it, it and he has done so uh, despite everything that has come crashing down from you know uh, COVID injuries. I mean, some the key players in key moments went down with uh, Diawara going down, Zaniolo going down twice, twice, um, and 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 then the the situation with the ownership and and the stuff with Petraki everything that has an impact Petraki is the sporting director and Petraki being the sporting director is the guy that has the conversations with Fonseca he is the guy that Fonseca can reach out to when he's talking about management now he doesn't have that person um and and that alone makes the job more difficult i would imagine and that's why i would definitely give him a positive grade so far because all things considered you could have done much worse and um and i understand we may not play attractive football we may not have developed uh, you know reliable dynamics that allow us to move from game to game in equal in an equal energetic way it's you know we have ups and downs we go from a game where we play really excellent football to a game where we just stand around and have no clue what as to what the hell we're doing um but again there there is something that that makes him a, a sort of charismatic figure in the face of adversity and and the the fact that he's managed to pull off uh, really a string of very decent results um, is a testament to that. I completely agree. All right, so we will be back after the match on Monday against Milan. So we will keep our fingers crossed, hope for the best result. As always, everyone, thank you so, so much for listening. Have a great weekend. There's no Roma on Saturday or Sunday, so stress-free weekend. Take advantage of it. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Stay safe. We will talk to you in a few days. So until then, ciao. Ciao.
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.